it's prime time, so you know that Jesus reigns. We hear the word and we never be the same. We speak the truth and we never play it. Welcome to Primetime Faith, the podcast that helps young people activate their faith right now. I'm Jerome Baker, and on today's episode, I want to talk about overcoming social media stress. Overcoming social media stress. If you go and look up on Google, there is a recent article in September of 2021, a New York Post article about the effects of Instagram on young girls. It cites that 32% of teen girls said that when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. This was all according to the article. It says researchers reported this back in March of 2020 in a presentation. Continuing on, there's a quote that says we make body image issues worse for one and three teen girls. This is sad. This is unfortunate. And yet this is a problem that many of our young people are having to deal with. The good news is the Lord has given us the weapons we need to overcome these attacks on our young people's self-esteem, mindset and self-worth. In 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Anytime a young person can watch social media, television show, something on YouTube, and it causes them to become depressed, feel suicidal, or feel unworthy, then there is definitely a problem. And I believe this type of problem takes the power of God in order for a person to be delivered. I want to show you some Bible Bible verses on this episode that will help you overcome social media stress, according to scripture. That's what I want to do. I just want to take a few minutes to help you understand the truth of God's word and how it can cause deliverance to take place in your life. Truth is that powerful. The Bible says in John 17, 17, that the word is truth. And then in John chapter eight, it talks about how when we know the truth, the truth will make us free. This type of message needs to be declared not only to our young women and our girls, but also as a source of help for parents, grandparents and aunts and others that have daughters, nieces and grandchildren in their life that are struggling when it comes to dealing with the stress and depression that are fruits of social media. So let me give you three truths on today. As a young woman, it is important, first of all, for you to possess knowledge. You must possess knowledge. Knowledge is something that our God wants us to have. 
for the Bible teaches that from his mouth comes wisdom. Knowledge and understanding come from the mouth of the Lord. And if you do not have knowledge of who you are or knowledge about the will of God as it pertains to your life, you're going to be destroyed or ruined, ruined emotionally when it comes to your self-esteem or when it just comes to your outlook on life. Destruction is going to happen in your life. I can say this because of Hosea 4 and 6. It says in part in the New King James Version, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. See, as a young woman, you need to know who you are. You need to know that you are made in the image of Christ. You need to know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You need to know what God's word has said about you. And then when you look yourself in the mirror, you need to feel good about yourself. You need to understand that God has made different shapes of women, different shades of women and different styles of women. (laughs) It's just the truth. You have thick women. You have thin women. You you have women with big noses, some with small lips, some with big hips. (laughs) So there is a variety of how God has made people to be. I mean, just just take an hour out of your day and even go and look at channels like the Discovery Channel, Animal Planet. This is something I do often, and I am so amazed at God's creativity and how he makes various types of animals, different types of patterns on their skin, their fur, and so forth. There's just so much creativity and beauty found in nature that our God has created. And see, he did not only use this creativity when it came to the birds, the plants, and the animals of this world, even when it comes to the creation of man and woman. Everyone has something that makes them beautiful. Whether you're curvy or whether you're thin, flat, (laughs) it does not matter. There is beauty in you because God created you. And so it's so amazing how on social media, you only see one type of woman. I mean, everyone is just beautiful. Their skin, (laughs) the hair, they're all curvy. I mean, it's just not a real picture of God's creation. And let me tell you something I like to tell the young people at our youth and young adult church. Look, there is somebody that likes what you have. (laughs) Everyone has different taste. And so you have to know who you are. You have to know what God's word has said about you. And you have to find the beauty in how God created you. I'm a tall man. I'm a thin man. I'm not that muscular, but I know I have some attributes where I can say I got it going on. But I can also look at other people and say, hey, you know what? In this particular area, they're better than me, but that's not going to intimidate me or cause me to look down on myself because I know who I am. And remember, Hosea four and six, if you don't have knowledge of who you are, 
you're going to be ruined. You're going to be living your life trying to be someone that you're not. And, and let me tell you something that my pastor has taught me over the years. There is only one you. <laughs> there is only one you. You can spend your time trying to be someone else and neglect the uniqueness that is found in you. You not only need to know who you are, you need to know the will of God for your life. And it's parent, It's important for parents to pray this prayer. Grandparents, we need to make sure we're praying over our young women, our young men. Lord, bring back to our children's remembrance who they are in you. Help them not to feel unworthy. You, you've got to know the will of God when you're looking on social media. You, you just got to be to the point to where you say, well, I know God doesn't want me carrying myself like this. Well, that's beautiful, but that's just not the will of God for me. You have to know the will of God for your life and not be intimidated by someone else. The second the second truth that's going to help you overcome social media stress is just simply turning away from worthless things. Let me say that again. Turn away from worthless things. Psalm 119.37 says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Boy, he gives two nuggets in there, but we're going to deal with the first one. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Look, if something is affecting you that bad, turn away from it. Turn it off. Unfollow it. And it's amazing how the enemy uses social media, what we call the algorithm to just suggest things to you based upon what you look at all the time. It's going to keep feeding what you look at. So you have to be to the point to where you you turn away from it, man. I'm going to disconnect from social media for a week, for a month, for three months. I'm going to leave this stuff alone because it's got me depressed. It's got me oppressed. It's got me looking at myself in ways I shouldn't look at myself. Got me doing things I should not do. What is stopping you from turning it away or turning turning away from it if it is worthless? If it's not bringing any value in your life. If it's not edifying you, if it's not building you up, if it's not helping you to be productive, you don't need it. You know, one thing we do at our house often is we take the trash out because everything in the trash can is worthless. So we get it out of our house. Well, likewise, when you're on social media, if it's something that's in your feed, someone that you're following and they're worthless, what they're bringing to the table is not adding value to you. Get rid of it. Cut them off. <laughs> it's just that easy. It's just that simple. You know, when I was younger, I, I got very upset with my mother. Before there were cell phones, we used to have pagers. And uh, my mother didn't see the value in page and have in a teenager having a pager. But I did. I wanted my pager. And so I told my mother, I said, look, I want a pager. And you know how we try to fix it. Mama, this is going to help you to get in contact with me. <laughs> Whenever you need me, you can just page me. You know, 
My mom was like, look, boy, I am not pay- paying for a pager. OK. And at the time, it was like 10 to 12 dollars. And if you wanted a sky pager that could type messages out, basically like a text message, you paid maybe 15 to 20 dollars a month. And my mother was like, I am not spending money on that. So all my friends had a pager and uh, I had to go get me a job if I wanted me a pager. And I had to pay for my own pager. And all I did was find out that I was just trying to be like everybody else. I ain't need no page. I wasn't that important. (laughs) It got so bad. I remember times to where me and some of my friends wouldn't pay our pager bill and we would just walk around with a pager on just to give the illusion that we were important. And at times where we wanted people to think that someone was paging us, we would just turn it on and it would chirp, chirp, beep, beep, you know, try to make us look like something that we weren't. And so as I got older, that stuck with me. And so here we have smartphones, cell phones. And uh, when my boys were in middle school, they came to me and told me, Daddy, everybody got a smartphone. It's time for me to have a smartphone. And my mind went back to how I was trained. And I said, you know what? I'm not spending no extra money on something worthless like that where you can sit in class, be distracted, talk to your friends and have access to so many worthless things on the Internet. I am not going to give my my child access to where he can be tempted with pornography, be in his bedroom watching stuff while I'm asleep and praying and reading my Bible. And he's in there giving face to the to the devil i said no i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it. went and got them a straight talk phone <laughs> Ooh, they took that phone to school got talked about and never used it but what i'm trying to say is look if something is worthless don't invest in it if social media is taking a toll on your mental state your emotional health and your self-worth then it's time to do away with it until you mature enough to handle it until you're able to take out the trash yourself. Turn away from worthless things. Get rid of it. You're going to still live (laughs) without Instagram, Snapchat and the rest of it. You will still live. But then the final truth that's in this same verse, he says, Lord, revive me in your way. See, if you're to the point to where you have gotten bent out of shape, twisted, broken and depressed and stressed out, then it's time for you to ask the Lord to revive you. It's time to repent and ask God to come in and refresh you to give you a new beginning. Lord, revive me. I have allowed Social media to mess me up. Lord, revive me. You don't have to wait on a three day revival at your church. You can have revival in your bedroom, in your car or wherever you may be. But you have to realize that you have given place to these spirits. You have made bad choices and you need the Lord to revive you so you can overcome what you're dealing with. Boy, God will touch you no matter who you are, no matter how young you are. But you got to be real. If you keep playing these games like you're not stressed out, oppressed and depressed. If you don't realize 
that you are in need of reviving, you're going to stay in the same state that you're in right now. That's why the Bible teaches in the day you hear his his voice or his word, harden not your heart. Revival is here. God can give you a fresh start. Amen. With that being said, let us pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the power that rests in the name of Jesus. We can call on the name of Jesus and we can be delivered. Even from something such as oppression and depression. For you said in your word how a good word can help an anxious heart or a depressed heart. You have shown us today that if we're dealing with stress from social media, we need to know who we are, know your will, repent and ask you to revive us as well as turn from worthless things. Help everyone that's listening to today's message to do just that. And we know God, when we cast our cares on you, you will show us that you care for us. And so we say thank you. We give your name glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, you can overcome social media stress. Maybe go back and listen to this episode and let it be a strength to you. I want to invite you before we get out of here to visit my website, jabmin.com, J-A-B-M-I-N. And there you will find links to my music, social media accounts, and my email, where I would love to hear from you comments or questions or testimonies about how this episode has been a strength to you. Share this episode with your child, with a friend, or with a loved one or co-worker, and I know it will be a blessing to them. I hope you join me on my next episode of Primetime Faith. Remember, activate your faith right now. God bless you.